ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the miscast review this is season two episode four uh i'm your host jake omera and as always i am here with my lovely co-host donovan holland hi hello sipping his coffee it's hot this time it was heated up in the microwave. It's so hot it's coffee, hot coffee mod. Disgusting. Hmm? I no, just microwaving your coffee to heat it up. It is, it is gross. gross. I don't like that. It's it takes away so much. You know what? No, no, no. We're not doing we're not another doing twenty coffee. minute coffee no. segment this week. Um, as much as I would like <laughs> to go down that rabbit hole again, it's not going to happen. Um, how, how's your week been? Um, let's see here. You know, I, I feel like um, my journalism class is kind of eating me alive. Uh, somehow, I'm able to uh, keep up with my Spanish. Um, es el un poco difícil, uh, pero uh, más uh, uh, mi profe es uh, más simpático, so es más o menos. I had no idea what you just said. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Fair. But well, that was for all you Spanish speakers that listen. Mm-hmm. Yes, all, all of them. I don't know how much there are. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure either. Possibly none. Who um, knows? Let's see. Maybe no one listens. Whatever. And uh, me and Kylie are planning on going to Universal Studios. What? This week, so I'm excited about that with her with, with school. Oh. Yeah. oh what, what school? Um, it's... I don't. I forgot what it's called. No, I'm kidding. It's uh. Oh my god! Why am I blanking right now? It's um. What's what's the the band and the other guys that they keep saying that Michael Keaton's making references to? Oh, I don't remember. It's it, like it's the, the three letters. Me. It's I, like that was a blank reference. Oh, I don't know. I watched it like three times, like two months TLC, ago. TLC, TLC. It, the school is called TLC. Oh, <laughs> I, that's that's what it is. Got it. Well, that's cool. Are you going to do the <laughs> stage tour? I'm not or sure. Or the backlot tour? Uh, well, this I mean? is our first time, so wow. I've never been. It's That's going to be sick. Universal Studios is my favorito. Really? Yeah. Out of Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, Six Flags. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean... If I had it my way, I would just hang out on the back lot tour all day. Really? Okay. I mean, it's you're literally on do, film sets. Do like um, the actors and actresses come there a lot, or sometimes if you're like, I've gone by and um, there's this section in the back lot where it's a neighborhood, and I've been through once or twice when they were filming. Um, I forget what show. It was, I think it was like Desperate Housewives or something. Okay. But that's like this set that they shoot on. So sometimes okay. when you drive by, they'll be shooting. Have you ever met anybody famous? Have I met? I feel like I have. Like not like, you know, been close. Like have you ever like met anybody famous or like taken a picture of Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I don't know if you're going to know who this is. He was, um... If I don't know who he is, he's not famous, Jake. I'm sorry. No, he just, like, was a really old star. I was at Comic... The f- one time I was at Comic-Con, I met, uh... I think he used to play Hercules, like, back in the 80s or something. Okay. He was, like, a huge star. Okay. Um... I met... He's not famous, but he was a, like, set designer or something for... Spider-Man 2002. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Then I got his autograph. Did you meet, uh, didn't you meet John Foreman? No. No, that was Gabe. That was Gabe, that was and then Gabe. he rubbed it in my face. That was the best thing ever. He was <laughs> like, if, don't ever talk to Jake Ricardo. I should. <laughs> He's like, I don't know who those people are, but I won't. It's <laughs> like, dang it, Gabe! Oh. Um, okay. I feel like I've met more... <clears throat> I've been in the same room with the How I Met Your Mother cast. What? Oh, yeah, for Comic Con. Comic Con, they were oh, doing okay. a panel, but the line was too long to meet them. But I was like, too long. It, it was huge to meet Neil Patrick Harris and dude. It was like an hour wait, hour Maria two Hel- hour wait. That's not her name. No, but. um, I was just like, I, there's so much. It was my first time at Comic Con, and I didn't want to just spend my entire time in line. Oh, you know? mm-hmm. so what I, is what is the actor who played? Uh, 
What's what's the main character's name on that again? Ted. Ted, yeah, the Ted Mosby. What is he doing? What's he up to? The actor? Yeah. I don't know. Probably nothing. I'm. Ted was like the most frustrating Check. character on that show. That is true. I, I love How I Met Your Mother, but you know, after I finished it, <laughs> I don't think you've actually ever finished it. I I just remember you texting me after like a two days after you said you started it and you're like i finished it it was a great show and i was like there's no way you just binged nine seasons that fast i'm like wait what nine seasons no like i thought there i'm like i thought there was one season <laughs> i was like dude what are you talking about um josh rayner let's see oh he's in a movie or a show oh he's in this show what it's called hunters with uh al pacino that starts this year okay and he's gonna be in it i guess um i'm glad that he's getting work i think it's an amazon prime original show for hbo or something God, and you I, almost I met jason siegel i know looking back i kind of regret not yeah doing that uh he was in a movie called rise in 2018 um he hasn't done a whole lot oh i mean movie called the seeker in 2016 a show called mercy street that ran from 2016 to 2017 okay and yeah that's it that's pretty much it i mean there was other movies and stuff in there throughout like 2001 to 2012 but how i met your mother ended in 2014 so i'm just kind of curious what he was doing after that so he's done a couple things okay fair enough He's not doing any like Neil Patrick Harris or Jason Siegel type stuff, but yeah, I think let's see what Jason Siegel's been up to. Uh, so end of twenty fourteen, um, he's going to be in something called Dispatches from Elsewhere that starts this year. Okay, that could be interesting. I have no idea what it's going to be about. He was in the end of tour, which I loved in twenty fifteen. Oh, he's oh kinda, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, that, that movie. Something called The Friend that came out last year. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. Well, yeah, my closest encounter with a famous person. I don't think I've actually met a famous person. But um, this was – I got really close. We were at Disneyland um, mm. with my family. And uh, we were by the entrance to – like you know how like when you get in the park and then like you're about to right. go like into Main Street yeah and it's like you kind of feeling like all magical and you're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 um this so was like four or five years ago but my uncle's like all right guys let's take a picture and we're standing um behind uh we're standing right by the wall um, mm. kind of by the train station yeah and my uncle snaps the picture and two seconds later this guy walks past us kind of looks at my uncle and taps him on the shoulder and he's like hey you almost got tom hanks in that picture what yes I tom, know. Hanks? tom hanks and he just walked away i didn't I, like i was kind of just like in shock like and i didn't want to go follow him obviously because that's weird right um but i was just like oh my god like that wait when was this this was this was like four or five years ago what yeah so i'm sure he was doing something for uh What's that movie that he had or he was just hanging out there um because you know i'm sure he gets free admission to the park because he's wow. you know he's woody i'm surprised you never even told me that before i thought i did i don't remember no? oh, okay. this is the first time i'm hearing of it oh okay. wow well yeah no it's tom hanks huh? tom hanks yep he could have been there because he did that biopic where he played walt disney i was just gonna say saving mr banks yeah he yeah could have been that, there. Was, that was it that's but, I'm, I'm thinking that's i think that's probably that what he was doing maybe research or something hmm. hang out go on some rides <laughs> go on space mountain i just like how as a celebrity you know i just i personally like wouldn't want to be famous because you just like go out of your house instantly you'd be recognized mm-hmm. you'd have no like privacy you wouldn't be able to hang out with your wife or kids because everybody would be like even the nicer fans would be like do you think maybe i could have an autograph Right. And it's just like, okay, yeah. And I I'd honestly have a hard time not being, like, a jerk about it. Right. I think, well, I don't think many people ask for autographs anymore. They ask for a photo now. That's That's, true, that's yeah. like the new that's autograph. The um, but, that's yeah, true. it's 
It's funny. I was listening to Conan O'Brien's podcast this morning while I was getting ready. Mm. It's hilarious. I love it. And he, I was listening to the one that he had Jesse Eisenberg on where he was talking with him. And just, they were actually talking about this, about how – because Jesse Eisenberg lives in, like, I think he said Idaho or something. So, like, super secluded and stuff where – no, he doesn't have to deal with any of that kind of stuff. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg? Mm-hmm. Okay. I respect yeah. that. So he, he lives like half time in Idaho and then like half of his time in New York. Cause, okay, that's cool because New York, nobody cares. Yeah, you know? same they, thing they with New York. People don't care. Yeah, people don't care. Like you can have like... Unless you know, you're like massively huge star like Tom Cruise or no, yeah. Brad Pitt or something, then like you're still going to deal with that. But like Jesse but like, Eisenberg not as is much, like, like as, A minus B plus star, you know. Like as you know, New Yorkers, like you know, especially like stars from like previous years. Like if you have like Flash Gordon in your yoga class or whatever, right. um, like nobody, like no, nobody's gonna like go bother him. Um, right. You know, I feel like with California, it's way different, and I don't know. I, I feel like the people who live in like Beverly Hills and live in LA are kind of like asking for that by like, you know, kind of like walking around. Right. Um, in like, you know, celebrity headquarters, you know what they, I mean? Yeah. They can't really, I don't want to sound like a dick or anything, but they can't really not get mad about it <laughs> about like fans coming up to them. Cause it's like, no, I that's know what they're signing up for yeah. in a way. But I, I mean, I get what they're coming from. I, wouldn't want any fans going up to them like while they're having dinner with their family or anything. Oh no, that's exactly. just like that's just rude because they're still people. Remember you know? the disaster artist when um, James Franklin <laughs> goes up to Judd Apatow <laughs> yeah. and he's he's like, "I am Shakespeare, look!" And then like he starts doing like the part and he's like, like "Listen, guy, I'm here trying to have a nice meal. Okay, get out of here." <laughs> Uh, he's like, you're not going to amount to anything in a million years. What about after that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Conan was talking about it too, but Conan loves fans coming. Oh, really? Up to him. He'll have like 30 minute conversations with fans that oh, go, wow. like walk up to him on the street. Yeah. There's some celebrities like that that are like super nice too. Like. Yeah. They, he, he eats it up. He's like, <laughs> he made a joke about it. He's like, the fans will come up to me and want to have like a photo and like talk to me. And I just not let them leave until they want desperately out of the situation. <laughs> you know, I actually was um, was reading this thing with uh, Robert Pattinson, actually, mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of the, the, the star of today's podcast. And he actually had a really good approach to it. I guess there is this um, female co-star or female like I'm not sure. No, actually, no, I don't even think it was somebody in a movie with him. I think it was somebody who, like, had been, like, some girl who had been stalking him. Because, you know, he's he's a he's a handsome guy, obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh, this was a couple of years ago. And, like, she would, like, always wait out uh, outside of his apartment. And, like, you know. So, uh, I guess what he did is um, he took her out to dinner. Mm-hmm to somewhere really nice and fancy and he just complained about his life the whole time and she never called him back <laughs> you know i mean Strong it kind of goes to show you like no matter you can be you know famous from whatever and be a, a handsome dude and and robert pattinson's like a really nice guy in yeah. real life but you know if you if you complain complaining is a turnoff yeah you know? That was that's a really strong strategy. Oh, that I know, he did. For sure. Like, I'm gonna take her out really nice, and I'm just gonna <laughs> complain about everything nonstop. I don't know if you ever listen. Another similar situation. I don't know if you ever listen to Ray William Johnson's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's with Epic Lloyd from the Epic Rap Battles of History. But he was telling a story about how he got uh, some UPS. His UPS guy actually like started stalking him, and he'd like uh, try and because he lived in a gated community, right. but the guy would like jump the fence, as I understand mm-hmm. it, and try and hand him his mail in person so he could like talk to him, and he and then the guy like started like stealing his mail, and it was it was a whole big thing. Jeez, yeah. So that reminds me of that John Travolta movie from last year, The Fanatic. Oh God. <laughs> I don't even want to watch this. Dude, please watch it. It's so funny. It's so bad. Is it intentionally funny? No. Okay, John Travolta cannot be like... He cannot be... Um, 
uh, this cannot be flying over his head. You know what I mean? Like, how does right. he not understand that, like, he's making a horrible film. He's going to get laughed at. Why can't he just be like Adam Sandler and do it like, you know, have fun with it? Like, right. no, he's making a stupid product. Adam Sandler just doesn't care if he's making a bad movie or not. He just wants to have fun. I'm still excited you know? for the the crappy movie he promised us. As not just a that. crappy movie. The worst, the worst movie, movie he's ever made. <clears throat> oh, God. I have to, I'm excited for that. Um, I was just going to talk about this. Oh, um, kind of same thing with, like, Nicolas Cage. He was kind of a laughing stock for a while. Mm-hmm. But then now he's doing, like, really just out-of-this-world type movies. Like and what? Have you ever seen or heard of Mandy? No. It's like this really insane like horror movie or something that oh. he did in 2018 and like people now respect him again oh that's interesting they, they, he like went <clears throat> balls to the wall kind of that same thing with role. keanu reeves right like he started doing john wick and now he's like loved again no nah, he's always been loved oh really yeah i mean he's always done just crazy cool stuff and oh. He just doesn't care. What? Okay, what was the issue with Nicolas Cage? Was it just like he was just taking every single movie that went across his desk? Probably. Oh. Also, people just don't think he's a very good actor, I guess. Which is weird, because uh, I, I, I like him. Yeah, I, I mean, he was in Kick-Ass. I thought he was good. Oh, Nicolas Cage? I yeah. was like, wait, who were you talking about again? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and no, like, yeah, he's good. I mean, he's good. I love him in National Treasure. Um, oh yeah mm-hmm. I, those are like a couple of my guilty pleasure movies because for some reason people think they're bad but I they're I, incredible first one wasn't bad no I didn't, um, I didn't see the second one but yeah I I think he's I think he's pretty good mm. I mean he's had some hits and misses but I mean don't we all we do, we do. Um, yeah well talking about your week had a spiral down into a crazy it did, rat but it's okay because we don't have news today yeah there's no news no today, news so at all it's a good thing that we can fill the, that time with this um my week's been pretty same old same old um i've been actually applying to some schools really okay yeah so i might be going back to school not not gcu oh no way <laughs> where what kind of schools are we talking film schools okay yeah what well, we're at uh new york okay mm-hmm. so we'll still be able to do the pod even that way okay yeah we'll figure it out how to make it sound good yeah for sure because we're not doing that phone thing again no no because that, that was, sounded awful yeah but tin can wire <laughs> yeah but it'll it'll work out fine um so are you making any ground did you get like accepted uh i'm in the middle of the application process did you so how does that work do you have to like submit um is it like your resume and you have to like describe all your film knowledge or no i mean it's it's a normal it's like an art school um and i'm just it's a normal application like school application and you really got to brush up on your a24 films because i'm i guarantee you 95 percent of the students there are going to be influenced by tarantino or scorsese and that's just not gonna you know it's not gonna work for you no you can't just like be like pulp fiction best movie ever and i, I know i know you're not but okay, like, i was gonna say you know yeah for sure i'm not a huge fan of pulp fiction no it's um, towards the bottom of my list for him. Well, I, I respect that. I've, you know, it's a great movie, but he just has so many other better ones. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I, exactly. I don't. I don't get all the insane love for it. I mean, I think Reservoir Dogs is far better when it came out. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think you know when it came out, it was it was big. Oh, I mean, it was huge. I mean, okay, but that's the thing now. So for uh, Scorsese who's, you know, another amazing director. Yeah. Goodfellas was kind of like, you know, considered like, oh, one, this is one of the best movies ever. But then he made movies that kind of surpassed it, like The Departed. And um, what's the other one he made that was really good? Um, okay, I'm going to look um, this up because I'm going to blank on this and I'm going to be... Something Hill or something? Uh, Silent Hill, maybe it's called. It, he made a movie called Silent Hill? I didn't know that. No, I don't think it's called Silent Hill. Now that I think of it. Um, okay, yeah, so he made a, uh, you know... Oh, Shutter Island. 
Shutter Island. Is yeah, the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, we made a oh Goodfellas and Taxi Driver. You know, are considered to be like his his best ones that were you know he made a while ago, and then he made The Departed. Um, a while ago, they <laughs> were from like the 70s. Well, that's that's what I meant. Well, Taxi Driver is 76. Goodfellas is 90. Yeah. Um, yeah, Shutter Island. Uh, oh, Mean Street. Oh, Mean Streets was 73, though. Yeah, he did that before Taxi Driver. Um, mean Streets is highly underrated. Silence is supposed to be really good. Um, the Aviator. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all that to say, um, don't don't get uh, don't get caught up in the past. No, but speaking of Mean Streets. <laughs> That movie is highly underrated. Oh, really? No one talks about it. I loved it. It's so good. I should probably see it. Also, Casino. Huge. So good. uh, I remember uh, Thomas, uh, our friend Thomas, he gave me that DVD of it when I was 14, and my mom found it, and I got in trouble. Of Casino? Of Casino, yeah. Oh, my God. I I really wanted to watch it, because I'm like, like, ooh, I'm such a gangster. It's really good. Um, I think, I still think, Goodfellas is probably my favorite, but um, Casino and Mean Streets are incredible, mm. and so is Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver is great. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we'll do reviews for all these in in the future. Yeah, hopefully. Casino is like three hours long. FYI. <laughs> Casino is. Yeah. Oh. So wow. you're gonna have to crave out, carve out a solid chunk of time for that okay yeah same thing with the irishman huh? i still haven't seen that that movie that's a big one it's a long boy oh it took me like <laughs> can you please Sorry. use better phrasing that's not what i that's not what i meant i'm sorry i'm sorry God, not... just... <laughs> that came you out just wrong look at me and go it's a long boy I'm sorry that came out wrong it's not Oh, I meant the runtime. It's a very long movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway, my week. My week was fine. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn, Jake. All right. I'm sorry. Okay, so let's boy, get into boy. the uh, the movie. That we yes, have. shall we? Good time. Good Finally, time. I've been okay. trying to get you to watch this for like. Three I know, months. dude. I it was at the top of my list, and I finally watched it. Um, but uh, what 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 do we? Well, wait, no. H- how do we do this? Oh, are we? Gonna, let's play that game before. Oh, right. Yeah, the game. Okay, don't worry. He'll edit all the incoherency. No, out. I'm not. Okay. It's gold. It's beautiful. All right. Okay. So, uh, do you have anything? Because I, I think I have a good one. Uh, no, I have. I didn't prepare. Okay. So hit me. Um, a disgruntled uh, garbage dump employee uh, quits his job to pursue a romantic interest. Hmm. A garbage man. An employee at a garbage dump quits his job to find a romantic interest. Or to pursue a romantic interest. Hmm. Give me a hint. Okay. Um. Like a year it came out or something. Okay. Uh, came out in the last 10 years. The last ten years. Have I seen it? Yes, you have. Have I seen it recently? I'm. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Did I like it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I would say so. A garbage man quits his job to find a romantic. To pursue a romantic to interest. Pursue romantic interest. <clears throat> what? I'm really bad at this game. <laughs> okay. Surprisingly. Um, I'm just going to give it to you because I have, I think I have a better one, but that was Wally. Oh, <laughs> okay. Wally. Okay. I wasn't even thinking about animated films. Mm. You should, okay. Dang it. All right. It's fine. Hit me with the other one. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, here's the other one. Uh, a, um, <laughs> 
a lady, um, a woman who's in politics and um, a man in uh, a man in a military man um, have to um, hide their love away because um, they have to hide their love love from from everyone else throughout the film. What? No, that, that could be anything. Um, let me give you more specifics. Okay. So, the only people who see them get married are two of their friends. One of them's a British guy. Another one. Is this Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? What? No. Oh, dang it. Why, do, why would they have to hide their love? I don't know. That's why it was... Okay. Um, an old British guy is there. And I didn't say old. No, just a British guy and British then a midget. A, and a midget. So like a child? Uh, no. An actual midget. Yeah, and he... A he, little person. And he can't really... He doesn't really talk. Just kind of beeps. He just kind of beeps. Oh, uh, <laughs> and their their love is forbidden. Okay, is is this a tag of the clones? Yes, you got it. <laughs> Once you've said, <laughs> all he does is yeah. No, beeps, I had I had to give it away somehow. And then I was like, okay, so a robot. And then once I thought R two D two, I was like. Tall British man, C-3PO. When were they ever at a wedding? And then I was thinking, like, original trilogy, and I was like, no, there was no hidden love there. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh! Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Anakin and Padme. You know what's weird is... Politician and military man. They, I don't know why George Lucas decided to make it... I mean, I think it's... It kind of works well in showing how the the Jedi are kind of like uh, not a great organization. Oh, no, they're terrible. Yeah, no, they're awful. Um, and just like showing how you can't have like love or whatever and you have to push all your emotions down. But, you know, I feel like if you wanted to do that, that's cool. But he should have done a better job like maybe through like Yoda or Obi-Wan like explaining how like in the old Jedi code that was kind of forbidden is you know having because you know Mm -hmm. there was there's nothing like that you know like Luke was Luke was banging uh Mara Jade I think was her name the redhead person in the comics I have no idea okay well I know what you're talking about though I mean it's it's a it's a frustrating thing because The Jedi are so, like, fearful of the dark side that they feel like they need to push away all those kinds of, like, feelings and things that won't keep them, like, on straight and narrow. Exactly. But if you, like, look at, like, through, like, Luke and Rey and stuff, you find more so that, and even Obi-Wan in the later years, like, post- revenge yeah um that you need to have a solid balance exactly you know? anyway okay good time we can all right. good time now good time okay all right hit me with your thoughts okay so uh what did you think wow so much to unpack i'm a little bummed out you didn't just see it because it's so like fresh in my mind first of all i really liked it i'm really glad i, I saw it <gasps> thank I the lord i wouldn't say i wouldn't say like I particularly loved it, mm-hmm. but I still thought it was a really, a really, uh, I'd say it was great. It was right. a great movie. Um, just, okay. I got, I gotta say though, you know, these, you're, these A24 movies, I feel like they don't really know how to end a film. Uh, like they don't, the ending is just, it just leaves so, the endings for all of these movies that I've watched, you know, the A24 films, I just feel like they leave like a lot to be desired, you know? Like, well, yeah. I mean, I think part of that. Not saying I wanted a happy is, ending. Um, I just want like, uh, an ending. <laughs> well, they leave it open ended. I mean, it's not really open ended though. It's just like it kind of awkwardly, like just 
Okay, and well, so it ends. Spoiler alert: we 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 don't do spoiler free. No. It's a waste of time. No. Also, because we don't know how to do it well. That's true. Um, so, if I remember correctly, it ends with him going to prison. He goes to right? prison. Yeah, you know, he ends up getting caught. He goes to prison, and, and he's just kind of sitting right? in the cop car. Um, the girl who is kind of help him, helping him out, she is like locked up somewhere, and now his brother's in some like special ed special ed class. Right. Which he was in at the start of the film. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, basically I feel like Robert Pattinson just kind of put his brother through all of this, you know, all this stuff. Like, I think he's a really good guy. He obviously cares for, he cares for his brother very much. Um, And, uh, you know, you can tell that he, that he doesn't um, want to cause like all, all this trouble. Um, but kind of by the end of the film, he's just kind of like, you can tell he's worn out. Um, when, uh, that guy, the guy, Ray, who, who's just kind of cracking me up <laughs> yeah. the whole film. Yeah, I'm a, just like, why, cool I was like, why is this guy here? Um, but you know, he's just kind of like, he, he was pretty, he was pretty humorous. Um, he like decides rather than facing the cops, he's like, kind of try and jump out the window to the next window and he falls. You know, and he, and he he's dies. An idiot. He's an idiot. And Robert Pattinson just kind of like, just looks annoyed. He's just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's just, you can tell he's kind of worn out by the end of the film. And right. it really, it kind of makes you think, like, um, you know, what is, uh, like, what was the point? Uh, I'm not going to, like, what was, not, what was the point of the movie? But, like, right. what was the point of all of this, like, you know, he was trying to go through, like, he robbed the bank because, you know, I guess they're poor. Yeah. Which it, it explained, it does a pretty decent job of showing us that. Um, and then the dye pack exploded mm-hmm. and all the money got tainted. And now his brother's in jail. So now he needs more money. Um, th- now he's, instead of being $64,000 richer, now he's 10000 in the hole because he right. needs money for his brother to bail him out and then his brother gets beat up and his brother goes to the by the way i really like the plot progression right that's something i can say really positively his brother gets like um beat up in prison so now his brother's in the hospital so he goes to kidnap his brother or to (laughs) rescue his brother from the hospital and he ends up rescuing the wrong guy from the hospital (laughs) which Um, was ray right it was ray Yeah. yeah so then he brings ray who still thinks is his brother to the lady on the bus's house, they mm-hmm. kind of chill out there for a bit, and then um, <clears throat> they're like, he realizes, oh my god, this isn't my brother. This is some random guy. <laughs> this is some. This is a different person. <laughs> and then um, I know. Then they went. He went through so much trouble he breaking went, in. He went to the hospital so much. and breaking this guy out just for it to be Ray and I know. not his brother. <sighs> Poor guy. No, I know. And it's just like. And now he was just stuck with Ray. He's just stuck with Ray. So they stop, like, to get White Castle on the way to, like, they're trying to get his brother again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ray tells him about how they uh, are, how they're moving some acid and how he puts, uh, they put acid in the Sprite to kind of mm-hmm. conceal it. By the way, you can never think of Sprite the same way again now. Nope, never. Never. Um, and uh, then after that, they decide to go into Adventureland, the theme park, right. because that's where that's where Ray uh, he had the he had the money. Really? Is it money or acid? I thought he was getting the acid there. Okay, no, maybe you're right. Yeah. And then they were gonna whoa, massive deja vu. What? Just when I said get the money there, and then I looked over your shoulder, and then like I just got flooded with this deja vu. Oh, that's 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 crazy. Woo. All right. <laughs> Anyway, I think I I don't really remember exactly what they were getting there. I think it was either like he hid the acid there because him and his homie who were partying the night he got out of prison, they went there and then like then the cops came and then he hid it or something or his friend hid it. Hmm. I don't remember. It's been a few like six months since I've seen this. Yeah, no, I know. Um it's okay so yeah no i i get what you're saying um so yeah they just go through the adventure land and then there's a security guard 
and they knock him out, um, or uh, Robert Pattinson knocks mm-hmm. him out, and then he takes his security card, security guard uniform. Then they, the cops come, and he's able to distract them. But his mm-hmm. the girl that who's helping him out gets kidnapped. And, you know, he's bummed out about that. But there's nothing he can really do about it. Um, and uh, let's see. After that. Uh, they go to the security guard's house, and this guy has like a nice high rise. Uh, yeah, from being a security guard, I guess. But um, then, what's his name? Uh, Ray's friend comes, and they're they're trying to move more acid, I, I guess. Um, and then, uh, basically, like over that time. Um, no, he, he calls his buddy in, and then he's like signals like to. He tells him to go get more money. Robert Pattinson does, but um, he signals to Ray that he's gonna go get a gun, mm-hmm. and then Robert Pattinson's not stupid, yeah. so he dips, and then uh, the cops find him, and he ends up getting caught. And like I was just surprised by that. That's how the movie ends. And then that psychiatrist that he was with, and that guy looks really familiar. And I looked him up. His name's Peter something. He's mm. only in that movie. Where yeah. have I seen? I've seen him somewhere before. Well, it's funny. A lot of the, like, extras and, like, even actors in the film were actors. And, like, you know the Bail Bonds guy? Yeah. It was just the actual Bail Bonds guy. Oh. Like, he's not an actor. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) They just went... Because, like, they had... I guess they had, like, an actual, like, big star who's going to be the Bail Bonds guy. But it, like, ended up falling through or something. So then they just had to actually use the Bail Bonds guy. Oh, that's funny. And they didn't have, like, a ton of permits to film on the streets they were filming on. So, like, all the extras in the background are just actual, like, New Yorkers walking by <laughs> who don't know that they're going to film this film. Oh, my God. That's yeah. funny. So, a lot of the, like, places they went to were just places that they didn't really have permission to be there. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, they had to use also non-actors. Because hmm. this is the Safety Brothers' first film as well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, this was their debut. Um, well, yeah, so basically the movie just kind of ends after kind of like all this like – it kind of reminded me of – what film did it remind me of? Like just where kind of like it's like, oh, my God, this is happening. And then it just kind of takes like three left turns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of films you can <clears throat> that you can come up with that are – they're like that. And I really love that about the film. But then it just kind of ends. Like, it's basically the equivalent of, like, you're running, and then you take a left, and then you're, like, take a right, and you're just, like, kind of weaving through, like, um, obstacles, and then you just kind of crash into a wall. Right. And it, it, I feel like it kind of uh, it kind of ended the fun, uh, uh, like, the the energy. It just kind of slammed it to a halt. Right. Um but uh, I mean that's that's okay. Um, it, it didn't like ruin the film for me. It was just like oh, I mean that was kind of it. And then like that whole sequence where it's showing uh, his brother at the end of the movie playing the game with with his special ed class, you know, because his brother's right. mentally handicapped. Um, and uh, I mean it was kind of it. Uh, um, and another thing I would say I had an issue with about the movie uh, is I did not like the camera work. It was like literally making what? it was making me sick. Like literally, oh. like okay. So I didn't really notice it um, in the first sequence with uh, where uh, what's his name Nick, uh, his brother Nick mm-hmm. is with the um, the psychologist or the social the guy who's helping them out um and that was fine but then when it's showing uh it's showing what's what's Robert Pattinson's name Connie it's showing Mm -hmm. Connie and Nick walking to like walking out of there it's just like focusing really awkwardly and closely on each of their faces and it's just kind of like zooming in on random things and it's like yes I mean I get you're an indie A24 film like you know but like can we please not try and like it was literally like I felt dizzy and then like sometimes they did that thing a lot where like 
like they'd be like filming something and someone would walk in front of the camera mm-hmm. and it would like obscure the view and i would find myself like involuntarily like kind of moving to like, <laughs> like to the side obviously nothing's gonna happen right but like kind of like moving to see and i felt like it's very uh it was very you know uh, like disorienting and i just didn't like that at all did, did you like that well i mean i did and i didn't i didn't because it made me feel like all disorientated but i love that it was able to make me feel that way and it they do that because that's like the kind of the feel of the movie, like what the characters are going through. Okay. It's to visually show you like what's going on in these characters' minds. I get, okay, I totally get like the the mindset behind that, but like, I mean, and, and you know that definitely goes with like show don't tell for sure. Yeah, but I feel like there's only so far you can like if you're in a movie theater. And you're like watching, um, you're watching like Jurassic Park, let's say, like, and you know the scene where the T Rex is like, tump, like rumbling towards the the Jeep, and you know it's stepping closer, and the wa- the glass of water's you know shaking, or uh, rippling or whatever. Like, obviously, maybe you might want to make the theater vibrate a little bit, and like, kind of like. Uh, Make it feel like, oh my god. But you you know what you don't want to do is you don't want to, like, you don't want to smell the dinosaur. <laughs> right. I mean, that's kind of an extreme example. You know, you don't want to, like, I don't know. I, I feel like you don't really want to immerse the audience, like, that much to where they feel, they, like, literally feel, like, um, like, uncomfortable. Or no, like uncomfortable is like kind of make the audience kind of feel uneasy, but you don't want to make them like that literally. Like I get there what they're going for, but the camera work just kind of made me feel like irritated. Right. Like you want to make them feel for the characters, not feel like annoyed with the movie. That's fair. But um, I, one of my, so obviously I love this movie. Yeah. Um, but I think the whole when they get to the woman from the bus's house i feel like it like just really kind of starts dragging a little bit hmm, with that like whole with just the whole time they're at that house oh, i feel that's like true. i'm like it slows down cuz it's been really fast paced up that's, to that that's point, a good point crazy and hectic up to that point and then it just like slows down to a halt and then it gets crazy again once they leave hmm. and then I, that's probably my main nitpick but um i love uncut gems way more than this okay after seeing uncut gems i'm like good time is great but uncut gems is where it's at (laughs) like they do what you said about the camera work and stuff and good time makes me think you might not like uncut gems. no i mean i I, it doesn't ruin the movie for me i just you know i feel like i have to kind of like they do a similar thing and a lot of the hectic and stressful like things that this film makes you feel it's just dialed up to 11 with uncut gems okay like i was literally feeling like i was having like an anxiety attack in the movie oh my god okay okay because it it, like it grabs you by the balls and doesn't let go until the credits roll Mm. like you were on an anxiety inducing trip Mm. for two hours (laughs) it's just like once it starts, it does not stop until the credits roll. And you're just sitting there like, oh, oh my God. Let, What's happening? Oh, no, no. You know, it's like, I loved it. I mean, let's let's do Uncut Gems pretty soon, too. Cause like, yeah. Um, another thing with this movie that I, that I liked, like, I think the humor, it kind of had, like, that indie film humor that, like, you, you probably shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it was still funny. Like, when, God, I'm probably going to hell for laughing at this. I'm not sure if it was even supposed to be funny. But when the security guard, like, you know, he was knocked out, and then Ray's like, hold on, and he, like, dumps the, the acid Sprite, like, the Sprite with the LSD in mm-hmm. it down his throat. So, like, <laughs> when the guy wakes up, like, he, you know, that's it's, yeah. it's, like, a smart idea. So, like, he's not going to say, like, oh, this guy took my clothes. You right. Know? 
so the guy's gonna be disoriented so like sure enough like he dumps like a ton like down his throat of, of the the lsd sprite uh sorry for the loud garbage noise oh, if you hear can, that does that pick that up yeah it probably will well, um, anyway in case it does sorry for the noise oh, it's gone now <laughs> it's gone it's all gone um it's all ogre now continue um and the guy is the security guard like he wakes up and they're like the police are like buddy what's going on and he's like <laughs> he's like I, I, I. and he's just like oh you almost made me spit out my coffee <laughs> i wasn't even sure if i was supposed to laugh at that because like it's not funny like it, like the situation itself isn't funny it's like this guy has literally been involuntarily like this guy who's just doing his job has just been like like you know knocked out and drugged but i just thought it was it's like oh my god you know um but uh let's see you know the the humor was also um the yeah i I think the humor was it was pretty on point um i was looking at like some reviews and kind of like some uh you know just like some uh takes on the film Mm-hmm. Um, right after I watched it, because you know I'm, I'm curious, like, okay, what do other people think now? And you know, I guess the consensus was the movie. Like, I guess people really liked the movie, um, but they didn't like uh, Benny Safdie's per- portrayal of of Nick because they thought it was like like a a mentally like a mentally handicapped person's like stereotype. What? I thought he did a really. Good <clears throat> I, th- job. I thought he did a really good job too. Like, you know, like if you say that, then you have to say like. Leonardo DiCaprio like was stereotyping an autistic person it's like no like that's acting like that's what acting is you hear about it yeah I know that's what it is no I thought he was doing a really good job I he thought he like I didn't even know I thought it was an actually like mentally handicapped I did actor too. who and then was it doing turned it. out he's not I literally just found out earlier today that it was one of the Safety brothers you know that? No. Oh. I, I didn't know it until I was watching one of the video essays this morning oh, okay. about it. And I was like, wait, he looks a lot like Nick. <laughs> uh, and it, I mean, to be fair, he also, in terms of like as well playing that character, he was also directing the movie. No, I know. You know, along with his brother. So. And, you know, he didn't, like, poke fun at, like, being on... No, he took it really uh, serious. Uh, like, the disability either, you know. Um, I, I think he did a good job. I think he made you, like, feel for him. Like, you're like, oh, this poor guy is just kind of along for the ride, you know. Right. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Um, that it was kind of a weird criticism, I think. Um, and let's see. There's another interesting thing that I found about the film. Um, How'd you like the score? I was just going to say, okay, that was what I was going to say. Perfect. You read my mind. Um, I thought, okay, that was, it was such a fun, like, and like, the score was so like frenetic and like, like, like jittery and like, uh, I don't know. I, I just thought it like really like kept the film going. Right. You know? Um, did you, you see the Blade Runner scores like that or is that something else? Uh, like that kind of like electronic like yeah mm-hmm. blade runners like that as well as drive is like that yeah drive um, like that. the uncut gem score is like that okay that is a great score yeah no, I, I really liked it um yeah that was the other thing i was going to, was going to mention um what about the cinematography the, like how the film looked oh um the like grain so the film grain and stuff oh i didn't okay so that's another thing i was thinking about is like when i was gonna watch i'm like oh this is like an earlier a24 film i don't want like all this grainy like you know handheld camcorder feel and it wasn't really like that like it was Mm. it was looked like it was good quality and yeah i forget exactly what they shot on but it's film and they shot on film yeah and Wait, as opposed to what digital oh, i was kidding oh, when i said wait. that okay i was like wait what? did they actually they actually do shoot on digital yeah like 90 percent of films t- nowadays are shot on digital no okay that's not obviously that's not what i meant but like what do you mean okay so when for like indie films where they want like that um that feeling of like 
kind of uh, that grain, that like vintage feel. Do they actually shoot on like a handheld camera? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No. Sorry, the, I thought that's what you were saying. No, they yeah. shot on a film camera, like okay. an actual. I'm just gonna look up exactly what camera they used to shoot on. Um, I don't think. I'm pretty sure every A24 film had a very high quality expensive film camera that they used except for the bling ring which is obviously shot on like a t canon t5i like dslr like point and shoot terrible quality why was it shot like that it was like their third i, I just i don't know I, I think the budget was pretty low and they wanted to make make it feel like it was from 2004 i don't know it was that movie it's for another time. <laughs> it's bad. You didn't like it? Bling ring? Yeah. No. Oh. I mean, it's a the story's interesting because it's a true story, but the execution not as good. I see. And like I was telling you when I was watching it, there is so much digital um, noise in the blacks and stuff. Like in night scenes, you just see all digital grain and the noise from it it's bad mm-hmm. um they used a ari cam light using film so i know you don't know what that is i, but I am I am unfamiliar it's, an, it's a good camera it was um <clears throat> it was it was well shot uh i wouldn't call this movie like pretty but you know it was like no it's not pretty but it <laughs> Uh, encapsulates the feel of the film yeah exactly like when they're all in the when they're in the amusement park and it's dark and you can barely see anything like that's what they're going for yeah you know? um and then i liked how like you know because most i'd say like 95 percent of the movie is like middle of the night mm-hmm. um so i really liked how like they had like it was like you know dark and occasionally you'd see like a neon like a dingy right. neon sign like in the background um, you know, I, I think that was that was really well done too. It, it just added to kind of the feel of the movie. Yeah, they do the same thing with uncut jobs. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, like it has the same look to it. Same grainy film. It's great. Well, um, anything else to say about the film? No. What What's your rating for it? I would give uh, this. I would give um, Good Time. Probably say an eight out of ten. For okay. for great, don't look so sad. No, I'm no, not. I, oh, okay. Sorry, I was checking to see if we got any questions. Oh, okay, okay. No, um, no, I, I definitely think it was it was it was a great movie. I would say it was really well done. Um, Robert Pattinson, we didn't really talk about him enough, but he's he's such oh, a good he actor. Oh, he's incredible. He, he's he's such a he good actor. A I didn't even see Twilight, so I don't really have like a bad opinion of him. And it's like, oh, he totally redeemed himself or anything like that. In, in my eyes, I just always thought he's a great actor. The first movie I saw him in was Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which is um, one of my favorite uh, fantasy films and my favorite Harry Potter film. Um, and I, I thought he was great in that. Um, so... Uh, yeah, his performance in that was really good. I know. And he's British, right? Yeah, okay. He's, he's British. So. Um, so yeah, and a lot of that was the other thing. A lot of British actors, um, like I noticed a lot with like younger British actors, like you know, uh, so Freddie Highmore um, on like he was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Bates Motel, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, like and a lot of other younger British actors, um, you can totally tell. Um, or not totally tell, but you like you can tell like in some words and some pronunciations when they yeah. say something, it's like they have a British accent. Yeah, they, their tell. accent kind of cuts their through. Their accent a cuts bit. through, and also you could kind of tell in uh, Tim Roth in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, you know, Mr. Orange is so good in that movie. You know, I, I, one of my favorite film characters ever, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Mr. Orange is like screaming in Reservoir Dogs, um, his accent his kind accent of cuts, cuts through. through a bit. Um, yeah, uh, all that to say. I didn't notice that at all. No, Pattinson has is really good. He kind of had like that New York thing, mm-hmm. that New York accent going on. You know, another British actor, actually two other British actors that are really good with a New York accent. Oh, ooh. Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield. 
Yes. They, yes, they're both, you know, they're both Spider-Man. They, well, that's what I'm talking about. So with Andrew Garfield's performance, uh, he had more of like the classic like Brooklyn-ish New York accent. Yeah, exactly. You know, with it. And he his dialects are great. Yeah, no, he um, was great. And in social network he had like the the little bit hint of Latino accent. Yeah, exactly. So he's, he's such a fantastic actor. I think right. we mention him every every podcast. I think we do bring him up every well, he's podcast. He's such a great actor. Oh um, and you have to see it under the silver lake because he does like he kind of has <laughs> the way he talks in that is great. Okay. It's like um he has a little bit of a lisp to it. He kind of talks like this a little bit. Okay. It's like, it's really good. It's, yeah, he has a good performance in that. And then Tom Holland, he does more of the Queens accent, um, Queens, New York accent, and it's perfect. I really would like to see more of Tom Holland, like, on screen, because he's done, he was in uh, Dr. Doolittle, he was in that Spies in Disguise movie, and he's in the Onward movie mm-hmm. with Chris Pratt, all three of which are animated or um, voice roles. Right. So it's, you know, he, I think he's, not only is he like a great actor, but he kind of has like that like energetic, like Michael J. Fox presence. Right. To yeah. him. And he's like the Michael J. Fox of our time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, he's just, you know, a really like likable on screen presence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd really, I'd really like to see him in more projects as well. Well, okay. There, I saw this in when I was looking for news and didn't find anything interesting to talk about. Um, but here, here I am, here I am bringing it up. Okay. Uh, so you know the Uncharted video games? Yeah. For PlayStation. Um, so he's doing the film for that he's gonna play a younger nathan drake a younger one yeah a younger one like well because nathan drake is like the main character of those games is like late 30s 40s yeah he's gonna be portraying like a younger just like in a flashback or no for the film the film okay yeah it's gonna take place like in the past i guess and yeah so he's gonna be doing that and they start shooting in a few months oh that's cool okay yeah i've never really played the games but they're you would really like them. They're like Indiana Jones, okay. Tomb Raider esque games. Oh, I do like that. Yeah, okay. mixed in with a little bit of like Assassin's Creed. Okay. Yeah. So you would you would enjoy them. Okay. So he's gonna be playing in that film. That's probably gonna come out like next year, maybe. Okay. So you will get your wish okay. and see more of them. I like that. as well as the third Spider-Man film, which I think comes out next summer. I believe. You know, obviously he's great at playing Spider-Man, but like, I feel like he could kind of do more after he's done with that too. Yeah. Well, I think he just can do, he should just do as much other projects as he possibly can because he is, um, he's, he wants to play Spider-Man for like the rest of his life. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like, um, I mean, Oh, I'm sure it's lots of fun. Yeah. He, and after, so the new Sony, Disney deal. He's doing this next Spider-Man film. What? No, I'm sorry. I'll keep going. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, the, this new deal that Sony and Disney made, he has this new film. And then what is so funny? You did this last week too. Is this something I said? No, no. I was, I was just thinking of my, my, my recommendation popped in my head. I'll, okay. I, I will, I'll, I'll explain that later. Okay. Just, just keep talking. I'm sorry. Um, so he has one more solo Spider-Man film and then one more team-up film, which is probably going to be Avengers 5. Shut up. Stop laughing. <laughs> wait, you said Avengers 5? Yes. Okay, wait. Why are they doing Avengers 5? The last one was literally called Endgame. It's, I don't know. It's the new uh, Avengers, the new Without team. Iron Man? Yeah. Mm-mm. And without cap. Okay, well, now I'm not laughing anymore. So good, good job. You thank you. Um, no, no, don't smirk. Now you're starting to laugh again. They're doing another Avengers without Iron Man. So you yeah. can't have that without and, the new without. CEO or the CEO of Sony wants to um, hopefully extend their deal after those two movies. 
So Tom Holland will be able to keep blessing our screens as Spider-Man okay, for well, time to come. That's okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> no. What's why is so? You want to just move to recommendations so you can get it out. Um. Well. Okay. First, give your give your score to the the film. Oh yeah. Uh, when I originally saw it, I gave it a five out of five. Okay. But now looking back and after seeing Uncut Gems, I'd probably give it four and a half. Oh, I mean, you don't like it as much. No, not um, you. Okay, just yeah. over time. Just yeah, thinking no, back happens. out of it. Just because, in comparison to uncut gems it's not as good it, it just isn't gotcha. it's still incredible but it's not that masterpiece level anymore yeah no i got you. it's a high four and a half uncut gems is uh is, is a five though yeah oh okay. easy I it's a like by far 10 out of 10 okay. great great film um okay so um so jake we, you, you do your recommendation first so i can pull up mine okay um Let's see. Um, let's see. What am I going to recommend? Um, okay. I'm going to recommend a band. A band? Oh, okay. I like it. Um, I'm going to recommend um, Peach Pit. Ooh, Peach Pit is, is great. They yes. just released a new single. Um earlier this month called shampoo bottles and it's incredible i haven't heard that why don't you play a little bit for us i'll play a little bit yes I like it. Yeah, so that's that's a little snippet of their new single. Their song uh, "Peach Pit" is really good. Yeah, the they, title. They song. actually have a song called "Peach Pit." Um, um, and then there's another band uh, in their same vein, kind of like that chilled out like rock style mm-hmm. called Somersault, and they're also really good. So listen yeah. to them too while we're on that. Yeah, so that that's my recommendation. Go listen okay. to some Peach Pit. Okay, so what have you ever this heard one? this? This guy is just so basically. I just started laughing because you're talking about like the New York accents. So it's this guy named on YouTube. He's a type of mo- he's kind of like a movie reviewer who just complains about movies he doesn't like. His have you heard of Ralph the Movie Maker? Yes, yeah, I have. Do you watch his films no. or his, his reviews? No, they're so funny. Here, I'm gonna play a little bit. I've for just you. Yes, heard of it. This is Ralph complaining about how much he hates Minions, and it's just it's just funny. It's just funny to hear this guy with like this New York accent kind of like whine and complain about these movies. In all their films, isn't a stylistic choice. It's because they're lazy. Their movies are actually really cheap to make when compared to DreamWorks or Pixar films. They don't care if their films look good, and they stick to that simplistic animation not only because it's cheaper, but because it makes the characters look cuter. When I draw a simple smiley face, it's adorable. Look at it. So cute, I could stick my penis in its mouth. If I start adding detail to the face, it starts to become less cute until it looks extremely terrifying. <laughs> By not caring, they have managed to make characters that the general public responds to. Aww. Look, they're so cute. They're cute because whoever designed them was like, eh, whatever. Most of the movies just Great. blur. <laughs> Send me the link to that I video. I will. No, That's this guy funny. is, I'm sorry. I was, I just kind of, I watched this last night and it just kind of started making me laugh just thinking about it. Oh, so, wow. Ralph, the movie maker, check him out. Um, he's really hilarious. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's kind of it for that. Okay. Um, I, we don't have any questions for this week because I kind of blew it and completely forgot to post the thing on my store Instagram story. Oh, that's okay. Until like five minutes ago. And <laughs> that's, that's not enough time. I was hoping at least get one or two. The only one um, I got was from my sister and she just said STFU. Oh, okay. I was like, okay. I see. So yeah, we, <laughs> that's that for that. That's okay. Um, yeah, so no questions. Um, who are we going to next? Is uh, that it? No, that that's it. Uh, next week we're doing uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes, we are. Unless you had a, a different movie, you no nah, that that's works good. Or if you want, we can start at the beginning of 
Wes's filmography and start with his first film and like every other week do the next one in his filmography up until we get to the I feel like we'd kind of fall if we're trying to do that like I feel like we'd kind of like fall off because like a movie would come out or we'd want to see a different movie um well it wouldn't have to be every other week just like whenever we don't have what's his his first film um what is it called I don't remember okay um, um, unless unless uh, we decide something different, expect Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Uh, if Fantastic Mr. Fox comes out next week, then that will well, be already, because... It's already out, buddy. It's no, I'm... For t- about six years. I'm, ta- I'm talking about our episode on Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, yes. And it's been out for ten years. Ten? Oh, it came out in long? 2009. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's called The Darjeeling Limited. Oh, um, maybe. Uh, well, I want to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay, well, we'll, we will go through all of his films. Okay, yeah, I want to do a movie have to do that we haven't, that we both haven't seen. So. so, we'll do Fantastic Mr. Fox next week. All right, sounds good. And then we'll see what we do from there. Um, all right. So, thank you guys so much for sticking around with this episode of the Miscast Review. Um, I forgot to mention it the last couple of episodes, but if you want, you can go and leave us a review and give us a five-star rating because it really helps us push us through the charts and helps us get exposed um, on people's recommended whatever. So um, if you can do that, that'd be fantastic. Um, once we start getting some more rev- like get reviews in, uh, in our outros, we'll read one of them. Um, so yeah, uh, if you have any questions, you can follow us on the Miscast Review on Instagram, or send us an email at miscastreview at gmail And I think that's pretty much it. Have yourselves a lovely day. Uh, I have been Jake O'Mara, and I'm Donovan Holland. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, so thank you guys. Have a wonderful day. Peace.